0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Jujutsu Pod, coming at you in 2021. Finally, fuck 2020, fuck all the the nonsense that went on. And hopefully none of that nonsense carries into this year. By the way, if you hear anything about an alien invasion in the news, it's fake and don't believe it. Okay, so there has been... Uh, quite a while since the last episode. I do apologize for the hiatus, but we're back now. And we're here to talk about fighting and cool shit like we always do. And unfortunately, since it is like the end slash beginning of the new year, there isn't really much MMA or anything happening right now. But on New Year's Eve, Ryzen 26 happened. They did their New Year's Eve card. And I've never really been very a big fan of Ryzen. Not because like I don't like them or anything, just because I haven't seen them a lot since it's a, a Japanese promotion that's pretty much like the remnants of pride. So I haven't really sat down and given Ryzen the time of day except for when I l- watch like Tension and stuff. Tension Asukawa. But a couple days ago, I did sit down and watch it, and it was actually a very well-put-together card. It was one of the more entertaining cards of the year for me, actually. I love that they didn't just have MMA, or they didn't just have kickboxing. They had kickboxing, MMA, Muay Thai. It was was really dope. It was a really good—it was a really well-put-together card. The production value seemed pretty high and it was just very enjoyable to watch. There was three fights in particular that I tuned in for. Um, The first was Nadaka Yoshinari versus Pet Malai. The second was Tenshin Asukawa versus Kumandoi. And the third was Kyoji Horiguchi versus Kaya Sakura. Now we'll discuss each of these fights in turn Nadaka versus Pet Malai was was pretty much a Muay Thai fight. I heard there was no clinching allowed, but Nadaka still swept Pet Malai. So like, I don't know. I don't know how well Ryzen sticks to their like no clinch rules or anything like that. But it seemed like a Muay Thai fight to me. They threw elbows, they threw knees, they held on for at least a little bit in the clinch. So it seemed like a Muay Thai fight to me. But to any of you who are unaware of who Nadaka is. Nadaka Yoshinari. he is a Lumpini champion, actually. The first Japanese Lumpini champion ever. And he is, I've been a hater of his for a long time because I hate when foreigners beat the ties at their own thing in their own stadium. That kind of bumps me out. But I can't hate on Nadaka Yoshinari anymore because that kid is good, man. That kid is really, really good. Sorry, y'all. I'm back. I just had to make sure this fucking dude outside who's, like, doing his yard and shit isn't interfering with the audio. I don't want you guys to hear, like, leaf blowers and shit in the background. But anyways, we're talking about how good Nadaka Yoshinari is. And that kid is way more legit than I thought. Like, I knew he was legit to even be Lumpini champion. But there was a lot of doubt. Like, for example, Sylvie Von Douglas said, like, he can't clinch really well, which which is a fair point. In all the fights of his that I've studied, even his stadium fights, he hasn't really clinched at all. And when he does clinch, he tries to just elbow or sweep his way out of it. He never stays in, like, a long, prolonged, locking um, clinch match. And Ryzen, I believe, barred a long clinch-type fight for this. Like, the rule set wouldn't allow it. But I still favored Pet Malai. Like, I'm always going to back the ties when they fight against foreigners. And so Ryzen puts him up against this dude, Pet Malai. And I'm like, okay, like, let's see. Let's see, like, if I can finally, like, have a reason to hate on this kid. And then Nadaka just beats him senseless. Like, he beat him in everything. He beat him in in the punching game, in the kicking game, in, like, the clinch, elbow, and sweep game. Like, Nadaka just beat him up. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I really thought that Pet Malai, like, had a decent shot but like he just got murked by Nadaka. And he's a Southpaw. And he he even has like, he doesn't, he does have a really like Japanese kickboxing style, but it's still also like a Muay Thai style. He still has that sway. Um, And I think he just, he surprises his opponents with his Pressure and his speed early, like he starts very early, which is something that his Thai opponents aren't used to. But Nadaka Yoshinara is trying to win from the first round till the fight's over, and that's where he wins. Like he knocked out Petmalai, I believe it was either at the end of the first. It was at the end of the first round. He knocked, he dropped him twice with elbows, and then dropped him again with like a punch and knee. And knee combo, but yeah. So Nadaka Yoshinari, very legit. Can't hate on him. Um, I hear he wants to fight Tenshin Nasukawa next. Which is, if he does, I got, I got Nadaka Yoshinari all day, all day. Because I may have wanted to hate on Nadaka, and he like earned my respect, but I. St- still hate on tension (laughs) and so i I had nadaka yoshinari winning that fight um i believe he might be a little smaller than tension Asukawa, but i don't care i like nadaka yoshinari better he's a lumpini champion he's proven himself as a legit muay thai fighter like not just a japanese kickboxer who went to muay thai and fought but he's a legit Muay Thai fighter, which is something that you can't say about Tenshin. He's just a Japanese kickboxer. So yeah, if Nadaka Yoshinori versus Tenshin Nasukawa ever happens, my money is on Nadaka. Second fight of the night that I wanted to discuss, which I think had to be the the least enjoyable fight for me. It ended in a unanimous decision. Uh, This fight was Tenshin Nasukawa versus Kumandoi. Now I wanted Tenshin Natsukawa to lose even more than I wanted Nadaka to lose. <laughs> but like he he just unanimous decision, Kumandoi. And in, in a not a very competitive fight, to be honest. I I was pretty sad by it. Because Kumandoi just went in. It was total kickboxing rules. They didn't have elbows like the Nadaka fight. And I believe they had long knees, but they didn't have clinched knees. And so it was just a kickboxing fight, just hands and feet, which, which I don't really enjoy, but whatever. And yeah, tension kind of just beat him up. Like uh, Kumandoi was like swinging with like wide winging hooks. He landed good body kicks. I, I feel like Kumandoi could have won if he went back to the body kicks more and more and maybe set, set it up with a couple punches and doubled and tripled up on his kicks. But he didn't do that, and he, he got unanimous decision. Tried some crazy kicks on Tension, didn't really work. Now, tension's, tension's pretty good. Like, he's fast, he has good hands and everything. There's just something about him that I don't like. Like, maybe it's just always, like, his haircuts I don't really like. Maybe it's, like, he touches gloves way too much, I feel like. Like, someone's trying to beat him up, and he's, like, touching their gloves. I think the the main reason I don't like him is when he fought Rod Tang in, I believe it was Rise. And he was fighting Rod Tang, and Rod Tang started winning in the later rounds. And then, like, Tension just started doing front flips, like trying to, it it was called, like, a rolling thunder or whatever he would do. Like, he would just front flip to the canvas, and, like, the ref would, like, have to stop the fight and stand him up. And I thought it was just, like, a bitch move, kind of. So ever since then, I wasn't really a big fan of Tension. But but I acknowledge, like, how good he is. I acknowledge he's, like, rising superstar and, like, Japan superstar at the moment, even with his, like, haircuts and stuff. And I acknowledge that he's really good. He's just not my, like, cup of tea. I don't really like the Japanese kickboxing style that much. I'd much prefer, like, a Moishimu, like... Like Nadaka Yosh- Yoshinari, for example, like he he has like a Muay Thai style, even though he is a Japanese kickboxer. Like at heart, he still adds like a Muay Thai flavor to it, which which I really like. But yeah, um, Tension uses good boxing to beat Kumandoi. Not really a competitive fight. Kumandoi kind of got blown out of there. But yeah, now. One fight that I thought was not going to be exciting was very exciting. It was Kyoji Horiguchi versus Kaya Sakura. That was a banger fight. I've seen Kaya Sakura fight before, and I, I wasn't a big fan of him, but I've been fa- a fan of Kyoji forever, man. Like Since he was still in the UFC, I've liked Kiyoji Horiguchi. I was like, dude, this is a Japanese guy in the UFC. That's dope. But yeah, he's he's been doing his thing and rising, beating people up, making money, and so I was like, oh sweet, like it'll be really cool to see Kyoji do his thing. And I believe Kaya Sakura has actually beaten Kyoji Horiguchi in the past. Um, so going into this, I was like, maybe it'll be like a pretty competitive fight. Like maybe Kai, maybe I'm just like a hater for some reason. And like, I don't know anything about fighting. And then maybe Kyle would just beat him up. But no, like Kyoji beat the shit out of him. For those who don't know, Kyoji trains, he doesn't train in Japan. He trains out of American top team in Florida, which is where like Dustin Poirier and uh, Jorge Masvidal train. Joanna check like they have really good guys down there. And so knowing that I was like, dude, like, it could be close or whatever, but I think just going to win. And so goes out there, immediately attacks the legs. Because Kai Asakura has this stance where, like, he has his hands really, really low. And also his his stance is super wide, and he bounces around a lot. And that just made me think, like, hmm, if I was fighting that fella... I would a hundred percent low kick him. And Kyoji and his coaches, I guess, thought the same thing. Cause as soon as the fight started, he went for the legs. And very early, it was still in the first round, but one of the leg kicks he threw, you could just see like Kai's body language change in, in some way. And and the crowd, like the Japanese crowd, picks up on it and everyone starts cheering, and Kyoji like raises the aggression. And he just goes in because this one leg kick in like the middle or towards the end of round one just like just did something to Kai and like changed the course of the fight. But that's what happens when you stand like that. (laughs) And so Kyoji was kicking his legs. And Kai is Kai goes for a flying knee, I believe, which he misses. Which after he misses, him and Kyoji clinch. And then Kyoji begins to dirty box and I think he hits him with two dirty boxing right hands from the clinch and just face plants Kaya Sakura. And uh, from there, he ground and pounds him and and beats him and gets him out of there. I thought that was an excellent game plan by Kyoji, man. I thought that was really well done. The fact that he went to the legs very early um, showed that he knew what he was doing and he had a strategy like, that's exactly what you do when someone stands and fights like that with that in-and-out style. And so I thought it was a great game plan by Horiguchi. I I will watch the the their first fight and educate myself so I can see like where Kai beat him and, and everything. But yeah, it was a really good fight. Kyoji is a scary bantamweight man. I, I would like to see him fight at flyweight again. And I'd particularly love to see him fight Mighty Mouse again. I think Mighty Mouse still wins because he's the GOAT. But I'd love to see that fight happen. Like, come on. They're both in Asia. Like, Ryzen, as far as I know, Ryzen doesn't really have, like, a roster. I, I think they just, like, contract fight or they get fighters to, like, fight for them for, like, a couple of fights or just one fight. I, I guess it might be on like a one fight basis, like like you go and fight for them, and if they like you, they invite you back to go fight for them again. But I don't think it works like a UFC contract where like you're on a roster and you have like five fights or whatever. So like, ONE FC could definitely pick him up if that's the case. Like ONE FC could definitely pick up Kyoji Horiguchi and they and he can fight Mighty Mouse, which I think would be a banger fight since the first time they fought um Kyoji was just like wrestle fucked and outclassed but that was also when Kyoji was like a prospect now he's an established really good fighter and I'd love to see that matchup um I'd also love to see Kyoji back in the UFC I think he could beat any flyweight in the UFC um I wouldn't say any Bantamweight, though. I think weights would give him trouble in the UFC, but I think he could definitely beat most of them. But I do think he could beat Davis and Figueredo, Brandon Moreno. I think he could beat those guys. Also, um, I told y'all Brandon Moreno not to sleep on him. I told everyone that that dude was a savage, and everyone was writing him off in his fight with Davis. I'm sorry to get off track of the rising car. I just had to show off here. Everyone said they're like, dang, Davidson just finished Alex Perez, and now he's gonna finish Brandon Moreno. This is crazy. I was like, y'all gotta hold the phone. My dude, Brandon, the assassin baby should not be taken lightly. That dude is a G. I believe he's he trains and fights out of Tijuana and I was like you guys don't sleep on him like he's really good. And then they fought to a draw which, which I thought was fair. I think there should be more draws in the UFC. I I think if if there were people wouldn't be upset. People wouldn't be crying out robbery and everything cuz no one was really upset by the draw. Everyone thought it was like pretty fair. So yeah, just my two cents on that fight. But back to Ryzen. There was one fight on the Ryzen 26 card that I saw, and just... It, it was a good fight, but it, like, made me chuckle. It was Hiroya versus Shibatar, and, like, I don't know which guy was which, but one dude had, like, these, these cheetah-print leggings that had, like, shin guards built into them, and, like... <laughs> It was pretty entertaining to watch. He was like a jujitsu guy, and like he he was huge, man. I don't know, like, like who was watching, like if there was any weigh-ins or anything. But but the guy with the cheetah print leggings was gigantic, and like the dude he was fighting was like a way smaller, like little fast guy. And I was like, dude, is this even allowed? Like, why is this guy so big? And there was. There was one point in the fight where, like, the big guy just crowds this small ass dude and then he just holds him and falls backwards and pulls guard. I'm like, dude, there was nothing that small guy could do to get to stop himself from getting pulled into guard. Like, that guy is so big. And he just threw up an arm bar immediately. And it was a really weird moment, cause like the ref is there. He's like, "Are you?" He's just talking to the guy getting armbar, and the uh, the guy doing the armbar, and all three of them are just having like a conversation. And like the dude getting armbar, seems to like tap, but the ref doesn't even care, and he just continues having like a jolly old conversation. I I thought it was pretty funny. Um. The smaller guy got out of the arm bar eventually, though. It, it, was, it was pretty slick. I thought his arm was gonna fall off. He gets out of the arm bar, does his thing, and actually like wins the rest of the fight. Like he was working this really good um left hook to the body head kick combo and he missed it a couple times. But at the at the very end of the fight, right before the last bell, he landed it. He, like, landed the left hook and then just cracks the head kick. And then the bell rings immediately. And then, like, the bigger guy nods. And then he just takes a knee after he took that head kick. But he took that head kick like a champ, man. Like, that shit would have murdered most most lesser men. But that big guy in that cheetah print, like, he just ate that shit for lunch. I was very impressed. I was like, dang, both these guys are fantastic. Even though I don't know their names and one might be like 20 pounds heavier than the other guy. But yeah, that was my like first real experience with Ryzen. I must say it was a very well put together card. I was thoroughly entertained and I will watch any other Rising card because of that. Because I had a really good time. It was a dope New Year's Eve card. And I hope you guys enjoyed it too. I think just MMA in Japan is so sick. Like, just fighting in Japan. Like, dude, that is my dream to fight in Japan one day. Like, I'll fight I'll fight tension. Like, I'll fight anyone as long as I get to go to Japan and eat sushi after I get beat up by tension. Like, I'll go in there, Ryzen, hit me up. I'll, I'll be the next Can He Fight. Um, I also like the way they did kickboxing muy- Muay Thai and MMA like I, I think that that's the best way to do combat sports shows and even throwing like a grappling match in there. I think it'd be very interesting it would educate the wider fan base on like the different aspects of fighting that maybe they're closed minded to or like don't really know much about and so I'd, I'd really like to see that formula more that Ryzen implemented and that One FC implements where they'll have like kickboxing MMA and Muay Thai fights all on the same card. I think that's a pretty dope formula. But I appreciate you all listening. I apologize for the hiatus once again. I hope to not let it happen again, and I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.